1: You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Oning. Landon, how did how did your wild card weekend go? Was it okay? It was
0: okay. I mean I am not really too eventful. It didn't feel like a an exercising of demons or a <laughs> uh, uh a much Ballyhood playoff victory or anything like Oh wait, no, yes, all those things happened. I'm sorry. Yes, I had an excellent wildcard weekend and I cannot wait. To break it all down and uh, get my gloating voice out. I'm going to take my gloating voice out for a stroll, Marcus. And uh, who knows who I may aim it at.
1: Did, did the Cowboys really just beat a Super Bowl-winning quarterback and head coach? Did, did that just happen? They certainly did. It certainly felt like they did. They certainly did, yeah, it, yes. It, it, I mean, we're going to preview every or review everything from that game. But man, just kind of my initial reaction after the game, I was just... Kind of stunned. I mean, it, it's not that I was stunned that the Cowboys couldn't win that game. Uh, it, it's just that it, it's just surprising when you kind of reflect on where where this team has been this season. You know, at, well, I was just telling my dad, actually, I said, when the Cowboys were sitting at three and five this season, I think that's the, the lowest I felt about this team in a long time. You know, maybe even before the Romo era, because I just felt like the hopes of this team were kind of all crashing down. And now the Cowboys are going to play a divisional uh, round game against the Los Angeles Rams. It's it's been quite the ride, Landon.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I think you know, like you said, if you look at where this team came from, three and five, from burying this head coach, burying this uh, quarterback, you know, just basically burying this whole team, um, dismissals of of you know. Is this this team even good enough to do anything like that? You know, was there enough talent here, Um, and and to be able to make a couple of of really key, you know, self reflective moves uh, Mm -hmm. in mid season, which I think took this team to another level. And uh, you know, they've been spending the last eight or nine games still kind of figuring out how this formula completely works together now with with the with the changes in the passing offense that sort of thing but i i, I mean you know they basically won lost one game since mid and uh and it's incredible you know have been on an incredible run at this point of of, of victories uh, and, and I think that they're they're show, what they're showing. And I think more than anything, like as far as the the big statement here is that their brand of football can win this time of year. I think that's something that's, that that mm. was important to to prove not just to themselves but to other people. Is that you know I mean there's there's inefficiencies absolutely there's stuff to work on you know all that is true. Uh, but at the end of the day, if if you play the Dallas Cowboys, you know this time of year uh you certainly aren't going to enjoy yourself and 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 they're going to be we're going to be at the very least very physical and beat up on you a lot uh and and you certainly aren't going to come out of here unscathed so <clears throat> you know, kudos to this team they, they they believed in themselves even when a, a lot of their fan base did not uh and and kudos to Jason Garrett for uh, i mean let's face it he out coached a Super Bowl winning head coach uh this coaching Incredible. staff uh got their team ready to play and and even when uh, things you know looked like they could be slipping away at points. Uh, you know they they were able to keep playing. I mean and that's the thing that, that again that the, the Garrett has taught this team and that has never wavered. And, and when it wavers, maybe we can start talking about this again. But this team won't give up. Like this team will keep no, will keep coming no. In and no matter what happens, good or bad, this team will will, will keep playing. And so uh, you know I think that was thoroughly proved this Sunday, this Saturday, and I think. You know that that that's ultimately what got them the win. So we're gonna have a lot of time to preview the Cowboys and Rams matchup, but
1: uh, just kind of from like a Twitter sense of thing, the Cowboys are going up against what we we call like the gold standard of coaching in <laughs> today's modern NFL. Right, everybody wants a Sean McVay. Uh, for the last two seasons, we've all been saying we wish the Cowboys offense looked like Sean McVay. Jerry Jones says that the Cowboys have the same pieces as the Rams. And now Jason Gears is going to get his chance to, to beat Sean McVay. It's, that in itself is going to be a fascinating storyline. But I want to talk about the game from Saturday night. Uh, the Cowboys win over the Seahawks 24-22. Uh, there's a lot of different directions we could start this podcast. But I think we need to talk about Dak Prescott. Uh, 22 of 33 for 226 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. I'm not going to criticize him too much about the interception, Javi, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, but he also contributed six carries for 29 yards in the ground and a touchdown. I thought he was fantastic. I, I know some people are going to go back and they're going to criticize some throws and blah, 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 blah. Listen. It's hard to win a playoff game in the NFL. It it's really hard. They're never going to be pretty. They're never you're never gonna have amazing stats. You just gotta get it done. And I thought Prescott made some incredible plays for the to, to get that to get the Cowboys a W on Saturday night. What did you think of Prescott's performance? I,
0: I completely agree. I mean, I think it was absolutely gutty. I think at the time that this team needed him to perform at a top level, uh, he showed out and he got it done in ways that, you know, maybe uh, you know, it kind of, he's not the same accurate player, but in, in the, some of the other traits, it reminded me of a, kind of a Steve McNair or a, a Steve Young kind of, uh, of 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 game where, you know, McNair, is, I mean, Young is obviously known for having a high pass rating and, and high percentages and, and, and more than that. But, you know, at, at the same time, you go back and look at those guys You look at guys like L.A. Uh, later on in his career. I mean, they got it done by doing what had to be done. Uh, and being that kind of glue guy for your offense, and you know you have—if you, you look at Elway, you look at uh, McNair. I mean, those guys had great running get, running games as well, and were not afraid to step aside and let those uh, the running game take over and, and be a safe. P- Haven for them to get to and to use, uh, when 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 the passing game wasn't working, and then McNair would find ways to make it work, even if he couldn't make it work through the air, he'd he'd, he'd use his legs, Elway the same way. I mean, I, you know, I'm saying like I think <clears throat> there's there's this element to his game that his involve his legs, uh, involve his ability to uh, use misdirection get get the team into the right play call uh and to never quit and and to lead his guys that uh that is hard to measure that's hard to to put a, a stat or on that or hard to you know kind of put mm-hmm. a, into metrics i guess that is is a very real thing you know it's a very real thing that he it just if you want to put a stat or a metric on it, i mean look at game who has the most game winning drives since he's come into the league um you know i think dak has got you know he, his games are are not always pretty start to finish in fact most of his games aren't pretty start to finish but when it's time for the quarterback to start making plays I, I don't i dare to say that there's almost no one better at times i mean he's just he when it when it comes down to the late point of the game and and it needs to get done and he needs a, you need a touchdown or you're down a touchdown or it's time to get the go ahead score Dak Prescott is as good as anybody in the league and and I think uh this game kind of proved that he can take that level of play uh to a new plane as well.
1: Uh just really quickly, let's just look at some of the Cowboys' drives in the fourth quarter. They had a nine-play, 67-yard touchdown drive, and then the next drive they got all the way down to the 11-yard line and then that was the interception uh you know the pass to uh Noah Brown. And then the following drive was an 11-play, 63-yard drive, for a touchdown, five minutes and twelve seconds off the clock. I mean, those three drives alone, being able to to move the ball, get yourself into position to score, uh, just absolutely incredible by Dak Prescott. I, I I really have no big complaints from him in this game. I, I thought he played really well, and I like that Steve McNair comparison because similar size guys, uh, not always the not always going to be the prettiest. Some passes are going to kind of you know get loose on them, but when it's time to make a play. Prescott and McNair just always seem to make it. Um, let's take a quick break and we will come back. And I want to talk a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win. And they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. I thought he was fantastic once again. 26 carries for 137 yards and a touchdown. Contributed four catches for 32 yards in the ground. He was the engine of the Cowboys offense. What, once again, what did you see from Elliott on Saturday night, Landon?
0: Just, uh, you know, a, a guy who knew that he needed to be that focal point of the offense, a guy who knew that he needed to. Uh, grind it out for his team. I mean it was not always pretty. There were times when he was running for 2 and 3 yards. Seattle is still Seattle. Bobby Wagner is an absolute monster. Uh uh you know guys like Jerron Reed and, and Frank Clark are no joke. I mean, you know, and KJ Wright himself, I mean they they have an incredible defense still even without Earl Thomas. And uh they uh, are you know not easy to run against when they know that you want to run the ball. Um, but Zeke was able to grind it out against them. Uh, and then when they needed a big play or when they needed uh, uh, a little bit extra, uh, he was able to provide that. I mean, I think that for the 44-yard run, uh, going back and watching that game, it, it, that 44-yard run cannot be understated how important that was. Uh, you know, Absolutely. For them to get that first down and then for him to stay inbounds and then uh, not you know just run out, but get you know stay in bounds and then get down to continue to let the, the clock roll. <clears throat> just very high level th- football stuff by Zeke, uh, and, and and you know like I said, m- more than anything, just in a way that I, I I don't know that there was for either offense. Zeke was a stabilizing presence uh, in a game where it felt like there was no. Stabilizing presence for either team, you know. I, I think that the people are were, and we'll talk about this when we get to the defense. I, I think people were look at Russell Wilson's final stats and, and and they think, you know, well they and I think that there is something to it that they could have said, well, why didn't they throw the ball more? And I I think there is, you know, there you can have that criticism, but if you go back and watch in the game early on through the first half like Russell Wilson dropping back to pass was a not not just a safe endeavor. Oh, the yeah, Cowboys absolutely. were getting in his face almost every single time. Even one of the two of the big plays that he made down the field, he had, you know, it was miraculous one-handed catch after Wilson was being hit as he threw it. So as far as stabilizing presence, things that you could rely on and hang your hat on for an offense, I think Ezekiel Elliott was basically it. Um, two questions for you before we
1: we move on. Uh, first of one, we talk a lot about this Cowboys offense throughout the year, and you know maybe some of their weaknesses, and maybe that their offensive line is going to hold them back.
0: Um, Landon, do you know which team scored the most points this weekend? I can't even believe it, but uh, yeah, I do know that it's the Dallas Cowboys and uh, they scored twenty four. Dallas Cowboys, and I'll tell you, it's it, it, not it's not coincidental though that I mean that I, I feel like this was one of their best offensive line games uh, that they've had in a little oh, while. Yeah. And you know, I think we'll, we'll talk about Connor Williams, but I, I mean, I went back and watched one of these broadcasts, and just again for the broadcast view, I went back and watched just specifically him on on. One of these views, and I thought he played fantastic. Like he may have actually played one of his best games of, of the season, as a you know in his young career. Uh, so I'm, I don't think that's coincidental. And I think that the, you know when this Cowboys offensive line. Can do what it has the ability to do with the correct personnel and people playing correctly. Uh, this this team can score points, and let's be honest, like twenty four is. I mean, they left points on the on the board. That if you know they get at the pass interference offense, mm-hmm. uh, a, a pass interference call against KJ Wright that they deserved instead of that interception, um, that even KJ Wright himself said that he was the defensive pass <laughs> right. interference. Then I think you know we're we're looking at more of a runaway game. So I, I you know I think. Yeah, this offense has when it when it's right when the when the pieces are there and when it's it, it's executed correctly, which it looks like it is at, at, finally at times, uh, it it can it can do some things against even really good defenses. Uh, it, we didn't even mention the missed field goal;
1: those are another three points that the Cowboys could have had. Um, but my second question for you, Landon, is. This is Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott's first playoff win. Now, they went to the division around in 2016, but they didn't win a game. How much do you think a win for a young team? Like this, with you know, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh and Byron Jones and Zeke and Prescott and Amari Cooper's first playoff win. How much do you think that can kind of propel them through the rest of the playoffs?
0: Oh, I mean, I think it's huge. I mean, I think at the very, especially when you're young, like, because you just don't know. And, and it's, and what it is, I mean, everyone talks about it. It's, it's like the, 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 you know, the game jumps in speed, and and it's like the jump between preseason and regular season. There is another jump between the regular season and the postseason because everyone's laying it out right. on the line, right? And so, there is nothing to hold back for. There is, you know, there is no guaranteed snaps for next week. You are basically, you know, scratching your each other's eyes out to with the for the honor to play next week. So, um, I think surviving that uh and, and 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 you know being armed with that knowledge of what it's like and and i you know, you could say what you want about jerry jones but i think he made a good point last night is that this is an incredibly young team and for them to have a playoff win and to be able to say hey we've done this before i think yeah i think is a huge thing for a, a team's confidence and for their future i mean i you know they they can you know they they're not going to they're amongst the people that have won playoff games. They you know they 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 have the knowledge armed with the knowledge of what that's going to be like, what the game speed is going to be like. They don't need to be indoctrinated anymore and I think it's going to serve them next week when they play Los Angeles. Uh, I think it's going to serve them in the future when these guys play uh in in playoff football. It's 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 an important milestone and if it if it wasn't we wouldn't talk about it all the time. So I was thinking about this as you
1: were talking uh, do you know who the oldest player was that started for the Cowboys on offense or defense last night? Uh, Think about what That this.
0: started? Was it, That was, started for the Cowboys. Was it Tyron Smith or Tyron Crawford? It was Zach Martin. Oh, my God. What? Because oh, he's right. He's older
1: than Tyron. Oh, my God. Zach Martin was the oldest player. Now, on defense, your oldest starter is, I think it's Tyrone Crawford. I think he's 28 as well. And then it's Jeff Heath at 27, and the rest of those guys are under 25. So this is an incredibly young team. Uh, so to Jerry Jones's point, I think he's absolutely right. Um, w- let's quickly touch on the the, the Cowboys' offensive line. I'm going to save Amari Cooper talk for tomorrow, uh, just because I, I want to kind of go back and watch some of the more film in there. But let's let's touch on that offensive line quickly. Uh, we kind of said in the opening this is one of the better games that they played. Uh, Connor Williams absolutely had to, you know, part to do with that. What did you see from the offensive line again on the broadcast view? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, with the with the caveat this broadcast view, but it does it does look. First of all, they gave up only one sack, and there was probably only two other times where it felt like Dak got intense pressure. Um, and right, I, 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 and I, in the sack to me, um, it, it, it looked like it was a miscommunication on a stunt uh, you know, between Tyron and, and uh, Connor Williams. But uh, you know, it didn't look like a situation where somebody was dominated at the point of attack. Um, yeah, you know, there were definitely times when Williams specifically was. Uh, uh, you know, pushed in a little bit and, and causing gave up a pressure uh, against uh, Jeron Reed, who uh, again I cannot get over the fact that Jerron Reed had ten and a half sacks. Uh, he's he's just a really good player. I mean, a really good player. Uh, really so, good. Uh, but uh, having said that, I, I think Connor Williams certainly held his own against him. Um, and you know, for all the 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 fear there i thought that the interior of the line lo- of the offensive line uh, had an incredible game and and that brings me to Zach martin and, and tyron smith who uh, i mean i really really benefited from that week off i, I mean i think that that was the mm-hmm. one thing that we can say is that giving them a week to kind of get off their feet and you know, you know for tyron to not use his shoulder uh I, I think was huge because both of those guys i think played their best game of the later part of the season, you know. I think for you know, early on in the season when they're healthy, it's one thing. But now, considering that they've been through a whole season, uh, they looked really good, and uh, and I think that made a lot of difference as well. And I think this offensive line. Uh, you, you just look at the stats. I mean, this, they were basically able to run it will pr- pretty much. Even you know, though they were giving up a couple of, like I said, one, two, three yard runs, they were also breaking they, fifteen yard runs, eleven yard runs. They were you know they weren't getting negative runs, uh, and so right. it it, ke- it kept grinding away on this defense, and then eventually, like teams seem to do. Um, the points started coming at the end of the game and and they started rolling in a little bit and the Cowboys were able to to fully take advantage of what they had sown early in the game with the running game and Ezekiel Elliott.
1: All right, let's transition over to defense. Um, And the Cowboys gave up 22 points. They gave up 299 yards. I think that's a little deceiving when you go back and watch the film. So here's what I'm going to do for you, Landon. I'm going to read off the the Seahawks' first eight drives of the game. Okay. First drive, three plays, eight yards punt. Next drive, three plays, zero yards punt. Next drive, three plays, minus three yards punt. Next one, six plays, 69 yards field goal. Six plays, 28 yards field goal. Four plays, 10 yards missed field goal. Three plays, four yards punt. Six plays, 40 yards punt. I mean, that that takes you all the way to midway of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an unbelievable defensive performance from the Cowboys. You didn't get any turnovers, uh, but you were able to hold the Seahawks to six points to the first basically 40 minutes of the game. I mean, just an incredible job by the Cowboys' defense.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's the thing. And, and I think that, again, you said it, the stats are kind of deceiving on what actually was happening, uh, you know. Russell Wilson was uh, under assault whenever he would drop back to pass. They were running the ball because they are the most effective running team in football and yeah. and they were unable to run the ball. Um you know the, the Cowboys came to play uh, they were physical up front. Antoine Woods and Malik Collins specifically were absolutely dominating the interior three of Seattle. Uh Woods was mm-hmm. just uh, uh, on I mean Woods is, is just shy of a Pro Bowl player level. I mean that like the, the kind of stuff that. Do you remember he, that screen that he blew up? That screen was incredible. The, that and then the next, the very next play, he got uh, so blatantly held by by a uh, guard that they didn't call. <laughs> uh, but but I mean he he went like he was doing two or three plays in a row where he was just blowing up their scheme. Um, right. And then you know you, when you mix in what DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory were doing on the outside. Uh, it, it, the th- the defensive line was just absolutely having, and I think this was ultimately what, what, what made me feel comfortable about the game. It, it, once it really started going is that it felt like Dallas had control on the offensive and defensive lines. And so Seattle stayed in the game by, Magic, you know, by by you know right. Russell Wilson getting hit and throwing a Yolo ball and and uh, you know uh, Lockett just playing like a complete monster and making a one handed catch diving, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was not right. They didn't have anything that they could c- consistently do to win. They were just you know making having to make absolutely unreal, astounding plays to move the ball down the field. Uh, and and Dallas was consistently winning on a play snap to snap, you know situation, uh, and and so, eventually when that you know the the Cowboys offense started kind of kicking into gear a little bit more and and those you know punts started turning into points field goals eventually and then of a you know cow then touchdown touchdown touchdown, uh, it, it started to put even more pressure on the Seahawks to try to uh you know. Throw the ball and 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 get get the ball get the ball going, but the Cowboys were able to manage to keep everything in front of them. Slow slow play out these things. They still were getting three and outs late into the fourth quarter, uh, and and you know it's what they were able to do. Uh, you know, look, they gave up kind of a like a no you know a no paying attention touchdown there at the end. You cannot allow that, right? But I right. mean, you take away like three or four. Slips in coverage, you know uh, you know just distractions or, or not or losing focus for those th- times, I mean the Cowboys absolutely dominated this game, and uh, well, uh, think about the, the,
1: score, the, the score was twenty four to fourteen with two minutes left in this game yeah. i mean that 's when the Seattle got the ball back, and that's you know that 's right before they hit the big play, but for the most part, the Cowboys defense gave up fourteen points in, in this one um, really quickly about the Cowboys run defense. On the season, the Seattle Seahawks were the number one rushing team in yards per game, but also the number one rushing offense in success rate. Now, I've explained success rate on this podcast before, but it's basically anytime on first down, you get four yards. Second down, you get 50% of the yards needed. Or third or fourth down, you get a first down. Um, On the season, the Seahawks were about 60% of the time a run turned into a successful play. On Saturday night... That was only down to 36%. So, I mean, one at every, or two out of every three plays weren't working for the Seahawks in the run game. I mean, the Cowboys just did a phenomenal job. Leighton Vander Esch, my goodness, for a rookie linebacker to dominate in the setting that he did in that game was just absolutely incredible. Um, I, I was just blown away by the Cowboys' defensive intensity. Jalen Smith just kind of starting the game off with the the pass deflection after he ran down
0: Russell Wilson. They kind of just set the whole tone for the game, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think DeMarcus Lawrence and 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 uh uh Gregory getting around, getting hits on the quarterback. Collins with his getting big hell. sack early on. Um, I think all of these, you know, were were catalysts for for big plays. And and and, re- and really, Antoine Woods blowing up that screen. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think those were all plays that that really sparked these guys into. I mean, they were just flying around the field constantly, and and, and you know, guys playing physically. And you know, there were some times when things got a little bit. Uh, uh, out of hand, and, and they definitely need to clean up some of the big plays. But I mean, again, when you consider the fact that you're playing uh, 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 you know, a, a quarterback who's won the Super Bowl, a quarterback, uh, a coach who's won the Super Bowl, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league who who does this kind of Houdini thing, f- you know, for a living is every one of the best every yep. week. Uh, for them to, you know, hold him to what they did in a playoff game in a meaningful game is it, it shows you. Uh, how difficult this defense is to play against? It, it really does make things difficult. I, I, again, I know a lot of Seahawks fans want to turn around and, and say, "Why were they running the ball here and there?" I, I don't think it was as easy to pass the ball uh, uh, when the Cowboys knew that they were throwing the ball as as Seahawks fans want to believe it was. You know, I think that the Cowboys right. did a, mostly a great job of coverage. Uh, you know, a woozy, you saw that he gave up the touchdown. I mean, again, Lockett had to make all these incredible plays. Uh, uh, in order to to kind of make the plays he did, but if you take Tyler Lockett's insane plays out of this game, the even the stats look completely different, and and I think uh, we're more reflective of of uh, of what of what happened in the game. Cowboys clearly need to clean some things up, especially playing the Rams, which we'll talk about. But I, I think for the most part, uh, you have to be just astounded with the way that this defense played on Saturday night.
1: One more point about Russell Wilson. Uh, five of his completions resulted in 166 yeah. of 233 of his passing yards. Uh, you know, take away those five, you know, those five completions. Russell Wilson was 13 of 22 for 67 yards. Uh, that's that's why Seattle wasn't throwing the ball more is because it, it took some ridiculous throws yeah. and catches for Seattle to even move the ball, move the ball at all, so that's why they were trying to stick to the run. They were trying to keep it a close game. I think from from anything else, I think they were afraid that Dallas might run away with this game with the way they were moving the ball, especially in the first half. So uh, we're going to talk about this game a lot. We're going to come back tomorrow with a film review. And then we'll be on to previewing the Cowboys matchup with uh, the Rams on Saturday night. So that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCool BCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.